Hey guys, does capitalism have you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Productivity Porn has created a business around making you think that constantly being productive will lead to a fulfilling life. However, this mindset has created unhappy, anxious, and burnt out people. On our podcast, we aim to entertain by providing useless information just for the joy of it and giving you time in the day to stop the gears of capitalism. And if you're thinking, what's the point of this podcast? Then we invite you to be a part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 32 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Courtney, and this week I was part of somebody's engagement story. Oh my god, that's so cute! Oh my god, and I'm Lydia, and this week I started watching Avatar The Last Airbender in Polish. <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay, that's a cool twist. I was about to be like, oh boy. Not oh boy, again, here we go, but, but this no. is cool. It's cool. In Polish. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm doing it to practice. It's good. It's good. I find myself like doing it's so stupid but they'll say a sentence and then i'll like repeat the sentence and like i can just hear my accent so so heavy and like i'll be sitting there and i'll be like repeating what they're saying they'll be like oh no it's the fire king and i'll be like oh no (laughs) in polish and it's like yeah i'll only know how to speak in avatar the last airbender terms when i go see my family yeah so yeah that's that's kind of been my couple of days dude tell us about the engagement oh my god that's awesome um I mean, I was, like, not part, but part of it, kind of. So I went for a oh, hike. Sure. Yeah. Went for a hike. And we reached the top, and we were just kind of, like, sitting, taking in the view, as you do. And there's these two people beside me, like, kind of, like, walking around. And they were just being, like, super awkward, like this, like this couple. Okay. And I initially, in my head, was just, like, it's their first date. 100% yeah. first date vibes like they're just being like really giddy and just like didn't know where to stand and like where to go and like who was going to take the lead it was just kind of like a weird vibe oh. so I was like all right whatever I'll just ignore them kind of thing and they were just kind of like hovering beside us for a little while and then the girl eventually like came up to me and she was like I'm so sorry but this is such a random question but like I just got engaged could you take a picture of me oh my god <laughs> and I was like oh my god <laughs> not a first date <laughs> yeah of course so yeah I took their engagement photos for them on the top of the Courtney. mountain. They had such cute little pictures. That's yeah. so sweet. Oh, yeah. my God. Were they, like, a really cute couple? They were a really cute couple. Really cute. They were adorable. Oh, my and God. They seemed, like, That's so, so in love sweet. and so nice. After, like, we walked away from the interaction, I was so mad that I didn't talk to them more because, like, maybe I could have leveraged that for, like, a wedding invite or something, you know? Like, <gasps> I took Dude, pictures. that would have been so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, we could have yeah. been friends. Oh, like they dude. were also Missed like opportunity. like an interracial couple too so it was kind of like oh so you were like like kind of we like see each other kind, yeah like you know <laughs> we good you know we have like stuff in common whatever For so sure. that's so i mean funny. if you got engaged on top of mount douglas this weekend oh well i guess like three four weekends ago um and like a random really sweaty girl took your picture <laughs> send us send us a message we can be friends we could actually perform at your wedding if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We offer that service. Oh, my God. How how did I miss that opportunity? How? <laughs> Dude, that would be so much fun. We're like, yeah, we met on a mountain and now we're throwing stickers as, as flowers, you know? <laughs> I'm so ready for that. Oh, God. That's so amazing. That sounds like so yeah, much fun. That's so fucking nice. cute. It's really oh. magical. Dude, that's so cute. Was the view good? Like, how was the weather? Like, oh. tell me everything. Did she tell oh, you how, how he proposed? Did she no, propose? I mean, that's what I'm saying. No, I don't think she proposed. Okay. It didn't look like, it didn't look like their vibe. That she okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, like the weather was amazing. It was a beautiful, clear day, oh. which is like every day right now. Weather Can't here really. is insane. Um, but it's on top of Mount Doug, which is like kind of in the city, but still feels like you're not in the city. But there's a oh. view of like... The entire city of Victoria, and then you can see all like the ocean behind it, and then you can see like this backdrop of like the Rocky Mountains. Oh my Beautiful. God! Stop Beautiful. it! That's so yeah. amazing. I wonder what their story was. Like maybe the Mount, maybe Mount Doug was their first date or something like that, and they were like, "Remember this?" I should have asked. Like, You're right. This oh, is when I walked so away. Cute. I was so mad at myself. I was like, "Why didn't I talk to them more?" But I also didn't want to like. <laughs> they seemed excited, yeah. you know, about they getting probably... engaged. I didn't want to be like. 
so how to happen like this random <laughs> fucking person they probably want to like go call their mom you know <laughs> so i don't want to like hold them yeah. up but they were super in the zone cute. super in love super mm. oh that's so fucking cute what an amazing story really oh my so god fun. so lucky but yeah that's so cool oh my god were you like buddy take a look at no <laughs> okay 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 no Janae and i are like complete opposites he's oh, the one okay. that's like look at that and i'm like oh uh, look away and you're look like, away. was that a diamond ring babe <laughs> not not today no <laughs> couldn't be me honey bunny <laughs> just kidding i know you guys don't call each other honey bunny <laughs> or babes <laughs> not about it she's a pisces in that not way, about you know? it no, she goes by Sea Dog or Courtney, and that's it. Don't you dare try anything else. <laughs> we'll come for you. Put him up. That's a really All cute right. story. I love that a lot. Yeah. Okay, what's up, you guys? This is the part of the podcast where we talk to you about the poll from last week. As you may or may not remember, last week we had a really fun episode where we did some advice and we did a little newlywed game. And at first I was like, are we going to have a poll this week? What are we going to say? And then I realized the entire episode was asking (laughs) questions. The perfect setup for a poll. So (laughs) what we did was we went on our Instagram and we just posed you the questions that we were answering on the podcast just to get a little bit of sense of how you felt about some of the advice that we were giving. So the first question was... Is Rainbow Trout a good name for a girl? 71% of you said no. Thank God. <laughs> I'm concerned for the other 29%. Me too. Me too. Maybe don't people. have kids. <laughs> Think Rainbow Trout. Like, oh, how beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, maybe that's the 21% who, sorry, the 29% who kind of agreed with your stance where you were like, maybe Rainbow but not rainbow mm, trout. Yeah, maybe we should have clarified that like first name rainbow trout and then there's also a last yeah. name and a middle name that goes with that. Like that's too that's too much. It's too much. <laughs> the word trout should not be in your child's name. I don't know, just no, an opinion. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a hot take? I don't know. <laughs> All right, and the next question was what should an, what should a CEO do if their employees won't stay at work past 6 p.m.? And the options were start a call or quit. And now this one was 50-50. I can't believe you guys. I feel like you guys are fucking with us because... I think this is trolls. Like, absolute trolls. You you guys are being ridiculous. You need to check yourselves, okay? (laughs) Quit. The answer is quit, guys. That was the right answer. Don't start a cult. Pay your employees well or just, like, step down to CEO. (laughs) Just don't. (laughs) Uh, the next question was, if I am unhappy with seven wives, what should I do? And the <laughs> the answers were either more wives or break up with all wives. And 57% of you said more wives. The trolls <laughs> I are hate so you guys. alive and well this week. I don't know what it was about these questions, but like it, it just awakened the troll in everyone. But all right, <laughs> sure. sure. More wives is the solution to that problem. For sure. Please, uh, may I have some more wives? Uh, <laughs> oh, right. please. And now Fuck. the last question was, oh my if the Grim Reaper was friendly, um, what would it hold instead of a scythe? And the options were balloons or flowers. And this one was also 50-50, which is pretty cool. Pretty solid. Yeah, you, I kind of yeah, like you couldn't really troll this one. Like, both are really yeah. good answers. Hmm, take that trolls. I think balloons is the better option because that's the one that I came up with. I so I think balloons is better. But you know what? Fine. If y'all like flowers, whatever. <laughs> take the freaking flowers. I like balloons too because I like the idea of floating out while holding the yeah, balloon. Yeah, that was really cool. Like it just with like it just your takes soul you like just floating. Like yeah, like yeah. Man, I just yeah. feel like it's so beautiful. <laughs> and that's it for the poll this week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to our instagram that's at very.unimportant.people and if you are listening to this on a tuesday or wednesday why don't you go on our instagram right now and vote in the poll for last week's episode we love interacting with you so let's keep this train a rolling and let's get back to the podcast podcast. today bye Bye. should we move on move along let's move it along honeys honey bunnies (laughs) (laughs) sorry like on me now i don't know how to get it out (laughs) okay
<laughs> no more, no more. Uh, <laughs> no more. So this week I am going first. And I wanted to talk about rats in Alberta and about how Alberta is rat free and how this happened. And how, like, just random and weird it is. Like, I just, I don't understand. I did all the research on it, but I still don't really understand (laughs) why or how. I love Um, it. So, basically, for those of you that don't know, Alberta is a Canadian province. And there's this map that went viral, like, a few years ago of, like, it shows you the world and, like, where rats are in the world. And then in Canada, there is an Alberta-sized shape that is just, like... (laughs) just taken out like there's just a hole in canada and that is because alberta (laughs) is the largest area in the world that is rat free they've declared themselves rat free i love it for such a long time has just confused the heck out of me because like borders are borders for humans but not like how you know yeah it's not like they're landlocked if it was an island i'd be like okay yeah that makes sense but Mm -hmm. it's literally a landlocked province like bc Saskatchewan, America, Northern... Like, I I don't get it. Anyways. Yeah, they're rats. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, they don't have to, like... They can cross the borders. You can't keep them out. They don't have ID. Like, what are you (laughs) going to do? What if it was really the rats' decision? Like, what if they hate Alberta so much that the rats were like, we're never coming back. They're like, we're out. We're out. (laughs) And Alberta's, like, rat-free. They're just, like, putting a PR spin on it. But really, Alberta is just funny. the worst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is true. That is a good theory. It's one that I didn't come across, but it's probably the most plausible. I'm sorry for anyone that lives oh, really? in Alberta, but Alberta kind of... I've never been there, but it is known as the Texas Courtney. of Canada. So I'm sorry. Saskatchewan I'm sorry. is the Texas of Canada. On... No, it's Alberta. I'm Alberta pretty sure it's Saskatchewan. Texas. I'm pretty sure it's Alberta, dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't knock Regina till you try it. Because <laughs> that shit's, it's crazy down there. Regina is, is Regina? a place in Saskatchewan. No, but my friend just came back from Saskatchewan. Oh. And she had a moshed up time, bro. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, it was crazy. Maybe it's just like that side of Canada. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe it's just, you know, the middle portion. Prairies. Mm, prairies do weird things, I guess. Everyone's got it good on the water. And then it's like the middle. Everyone's like... The rats hate us. <laughs> we hate us. But there's lots of rats in Saskatchewan, so. Oh, okay. Okay, you're right. Never mind. That can't be it. The rats don't hate Saskatchewan. Anyways, moving on. Yes. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Sorry, to the reason Alberta. that's on the internet as to why there's no rats in Alberta. Um, <laughs> so rats are unique because the rats that are in Canada actually cannot survive Canadian winters. Oh. Um, because they are from Norway. And this is particularly true in the prairies where they have really cold winters and there's a lot of cultivated land, so there's no shelter. So it actually means that they rely Mm -hmm. on humans and human settlements to survive. So they need us. Damn. Otherwise, they die. Yeah. Um, So they're called Norway rats. And they arrived to, I guess, North America in 1775. And they arrived on the East Coast. And they basically just moved to the interior of Canada with... (laughs) like settlements of humans yeah they just moved with the humans because they can't survive without humans so they finally reached saskatchewan in the 1920s oh my god it took took them over 200 years (laughs) to reach saskatchewan and then it took them another 30 years to reach alberta so they're a little slow that's so so they didn't get into alberta until the 1950s um and in the 19 in 1950 I think it was 1950. Um, the first rat was discovered by the Alberta Department of Health, and mm-hmm. it was on a farm. Um, and the website said, even though they were aware of the economic destruction of rats, which I don't really mm-hmm. understand how they're economically destructive, um, mm-hmm. they were more concerned that the rats would spread the plague throughout Canada. This was their yeah, big concern. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Was there a plague mm-hmm. in the 50s? So the people that discovered them were on a farm researching a plague. I don't know how prevalent this plague was or, like, what the deal was, right. but they were researching a plague and then they found the rats. So I think they were like, whoa, maybe this will spread the plague. I don't really know. They were totally, just scared yeah. of the plague. Bad omen, for sure. Maybe not the plague, a plague. Yeah, a certain one. Not, not specifically, like, the bubonic 
bubonic yeah. plague is that what it's called i thought it was called the black plague i think that's like a oh no like that was the black name death. for it oh oh, oh wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah bubonic um, boob <laughs> anyways <laughs> onic <laughs> anyways um so predating this rat discovery in 1942 alberta created what was called the alberta pest act of alberta and this act stated that any animal that was likely to destroy crops or livestock was considered to be a pest and that every single person in alberta in every municipality has the responsibility to destroy and prevent the establishment of pets okay <laughs> Destroy. And on top of this, mm-hmm, okay, on top of this, if a pest management, I'm like sweating. I'm sorry. That's what I'm wiping off. It's okay. It's, it's pretty hot. I get it. <laughs> um, when pest management is not considered adequate, the provincial government will come in and they will carry out the necessary measurements. They will kill them. <laughs> oh um, and God. they will charge the landowner for the expense. Oh, wow. Of doing they're it. Like, so if you don't do job. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, you failed. We're going to do it for you, but then we're going to, like, charge you for it. So you oh still have to pay for God. it. That's so messed up. So at that point, people are like, I'll just fucking do it. I don't want the government coming around and stomping around. Pretty and much. Charging, triple charging me for the rats. <laughs> Bro, what? what um, so upon business. their... Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. They really... I don't know why, but Alberta really has beef with rats. Yeah, seriously. Really. Um, and rats were declared a pest upon entry into alberta so that means everyone had the responsibility to kill them in alberta wow um and then their alberta government didn't really know a lot about rats at the time they were kind of like new to canada and like new to alberta um so they hired a man by the name of napoleon lewis Poulton. Wow. Who, after he shared his knowledge with the government, became known as the man who killed 10 million rats. <laughs> That's his legacy. <laughs> he still has, like, three stores named after him in Alberta um, oh that sell, like, rat poison. God. But oh that's his legacy, and that's what I found on their website, <laughs> was that he was so the man who killed incredible. 10 million rats. Wow. Wow. Just because of mm. rat poison? Can you imagine that's your legacy? I wonder if that's written on his gravestone. That, that would, would be, be amazing. Awful. That would be so <laughs> be incredible. Awful. Do you think he's proud though? Like, do you think he's happy yeah. about it? He's like, yeah. yeah look I at the website. Look up um, Lewis Poulton, and he's very proud of his accomplishments because, yeah, he still has a store named after him. That's and pretty. I amazing. found this on their website that he became known as the man who named who killed ten thousand rats. Wow. So he's pretty proud of his work. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't find him, but I'm sure that's okay. amazing. Oh, no, here we go. He made every day a better place. <laughs> okay, go um, So after Alberta. after Poulton uh, shared his knowledge, they hired William Lobey, Lobey oh. uh, and he was the crop protection supervisor that came up with the idea um, and carried out <clears throat> the control zone idea in Alberta, mm-hmm. which was to make Alberta a rat-free place. Um, and the first step of this was to educate people because nobody knew what a rat looked like. Because so to no do one's this, seen them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Bro. do this, um, they had agricultural officers who carried around preserved rats, like oh. dead rats that had been preserved, um, to help people identify what a rat was. Good so you would like, just go to people's farms and be like, have you seen one of these? And it was just like a dead rat. Oh, that's disgusting. So that's how they educated people. In addition wow. to that, in 1951, they held six conferences on rat control. Um, and they were held in six towns I, in eastern, eastern Alberta, 2,000 posters, and 1,500 pamphlets called Rat Control in Alberta. 1951 were placed in green elevators, railway stations, schools, post offices. Oh, shit. And private They really went areas. for it. They did. They and went this program for advocated for the destruction of rats. Oh my god! Okay. And the elimination <laughs> of their harborages and Jesus food supplies, <laughs> um, and the rat proofing of buildings. It was really intense. I don't understand how they managed to get that done. Like I thought, rats can travel in trucks. Rats can travel in. They can cars and they trailers. Can. Two whatever. rats, two rats breeding can produce a colony of fifteen thousand rats within oh one my year. Freaking god! That's yeah. so crazy that's, like, so, that's a lot right that's so, so many, many rats <laughs> i can't believe it so 
who is the predator of rats? Like, what eats rats? You know, like, is that animal well, starving? Is that animal okay? Well, Do because not it's predators? not, it's not a native. We're gonna, we're gonna come back to my uh, original thesis of every argument. It's not a native species here, right? <laughs> it doesn't have a natural predator in Canada. Oh, because cool. it's a Norway rat. Okay. I think, like, technically, I guess maybe like wolves or bears would eat it. I don't really know. I'm sure, but they it doesn't. Could, but really have yeah, a, a natural point. predator here interesting so it's that's got a good life in canada so crazy yeah seriously it took them <laughs> so long to get to alberta you'd think by that point they could have just God, like why are they so slow i know but they that's probably the didn't understand about this whole them. thing they're so yeah slow. it's like the slowest it took army such ever a long time <laughs> get out <laughs> you, in front of them if you knew you didn't want rats why not make the preventative measures instead of the destructive measures you know what i mean dude i know <laughs> so much easier it took to them just... 200 years to get to saskatchewan <laughs> And then 250 years later, they're like, finally, Alberta, we have conquered it. <laughs> Alberta, what took you so long? I mean, Dude, like, yeah, we had a lot talk of, because, you had a lot of warning. But we're not against rats. We are welcome I know. rats, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything personally against rats. Yeah, uh, that's can... so strange. Ugh. Um. So in these educational programs, they also recommended poison. To kill the rats, which included yeah. thallium, sulfate, arsenic, and warifin. Oh my gosh. Um, Sounds aggressive. Yeah, just you wait. It gets <laughs> aggressive. So at the end of 1951, there were 30 reported rat infestations along 180 kilometers of their border. And within the next year, this expanded to 270 kilometers of their border and had penetrated into the center of the province. So 1951 was not a good year for rat prevention. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so from June of 1952 to July of 1953, 63,600 kilograms of arsenic were used to treat farm buildings of an area that was only 20 kilometers long by 50 kilometers wide. So just a (laughs) little area, they used 63,600 kilograms of arsenic. What the fuck bro oh my fucking god that's so much and <laughs> so they would spray it far they would spray it under buildings okay that was like their mm-hmm. main method of getting rats of destroying rats um but sometimes they would spray them under temporary buildings and then the building would get removed which would leave the arsenic exposed oh. um additionally residents were told that the arsenic was only harmful to rodents. Okay. So this led to the subsequent poisoning of a lot of livestock, poultry, and pets. And this lasted up until two to four years after the treatment. Animals in the area were still dying because there was so much arsenic around. (laughs) They just dumped poison in the area. I have never heard of that much arsenic being used on anything in my entire freaking life. Like, that's so crazy. You just need, like, this much to kill a human being from what I've seen in movies. So I can't imagine (laughs) that you need more than, like... Yeah, a water to bottle full to kill rats, <laughs> especially in a yeah. twenty-kilometer area. Are you good, bro? Yeah, that's so, like that's just okay. that was a little bit of a no-no. <laughs> that's kind of intense. I'm not gonna lie. That's fam, and they say Canada's a peaceful country. You ain't met Alberta. Not to the rats. rats. <laughs> no, mm, the rats would say different. <laughs> no, uh, other countries aren't our enemies, but rats, dude, you mm. fucking watch out. That's the only place that JT stops and puts his hand down. I mean, but it's the provincial government. It's not JT. Right. I was just thinking about that. I don't think Justin Trudeau (laughs) has any say in the matter. I think Pierre was around back then. So maybe he was like, yes, get rid of the rats. (laughs) I love it. Um, So they spent about $150,000 a year on rat poison. And they spent that much a year on rat poison until 1978 when it increased. They didn't really say what it increased to, which is a little yeah. suspicious. Okay. Um, this was on a government website and they didn't so say what it they increased keep to. So... Like, don't the rats die after, like, you dump hella arsenic on them? Why do they keep coming back for 30 years? That's insane. Well, they keep coming from, like, other provinces and other parts of Canada that don't. Um, oh, well, the solution is to put arsenic is around your border. 
<laughs> Duh. Walk every mile of any, the border. like, movie with, like, a demon or something, you put salt around yeah. the border. Like, It's like a on. salt ring, you idiots. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Arsenic around the entire border. How else do you expect to get rid of them? Um, the program, the arsenic program, was discontinued um, because it Good. was considered too expensive and too dangerous. Which okay, like too dangerous should have come idea. first. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's a, that's insane. I'm surprised the people didn't like show up with pitchforks and torches. Yeah, and shit and be like, like stop you're killing poisoning our us. animals. Like literally, our livestock, our livelihood. But people in Alberta are like really for this rat prevention program. So, oh, hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, but so I, after what that, did rats do? yeah, <laughs> like they. What? This is the part that I was a little bit like, <laughs> I don't understand, the economic destruction. Apparently, they're economically destructive. So Economics. that leads me to believe I think they're like eating crops, right? Food for animals. I think they make holes in buildings to make homes. Oh, okay, okay. I think. I don't All right. Really yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I think so, too. They, like, burrow into places. Sounds, sounds legit, yeah. Yep. I don't think I've ever seen a rat in my life. Interesting. Most Albertans have also never seen a rat in their life. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> um, so after this program, they started having... Um, just rat control officers who operate mainly along the Saskatchewan border and they check the premise, they distribute bait to bait stations and they destroy rat infestations and rat proofing and rat proof rat proof buildings. Um, oh. And after 1953, <laughs> warfin is now the rat poison of choice. So they don't use arsenic anymore. Um, and it is provided warfin. for free by the provincial oh. government to all municipalities in Alberta. So you don't have to pay it. for your rat poison. Right. That's, that's good. That's honestly good. <laughs> that's good. That's a lot better than having to, like, pay someone to get rid of the rats if you can't get rid yeah. of them properly. That's Just true. give them free stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the local First Nations MET initially voiced a lot of concerns around the new program because of the experience with arsenic killing animals and livestock. They were a little yeah. bit, like, worry about warfin because no one really knew what it was. Um, so there's this story that... They were at a meeting, like the First Nations communities were at a meeting with um, the Alberta agricultural staff. And while they were at the meeting, while he was talking about the psychological effects of warfin, a agricultural staff member ate a rolled oat that was soaked in warfin. Oh. So, like, basically poisoned himself to prove that it wasn't poisonous. Oh, and he did it on purpose. They let him, yeah, they let him move forward. They let them move forward with the program. They're like, fair enough. You didn't die. Oh, he didn't die. He just like ate it and was like, "Yeah, there." He was like, "See, <laughs> oh my fucking god, still alive." What a risk! So, That's so intense. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. You're at like this official city meeting, and then they're just and like, "You're like, no, eat it." <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Not they're the like, oat. Okay, yeah. <laughs> have it your way. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Not the oat. <clears throat> um. And so, basically, if they find that you are not complying with this pest act, this is kind of how it works today, I guess, you get, like, a bunch of official warnings from these <laughs> officers that, like, patrol around. Oh, and if you don't respond to the warnings and, like, change your behavior and start to, like, kill rats, you could face court action. In 1956, oh, no which was the first year of this program... There were 17 notices and there were three court cases that ended in convictions because they <laughs> didn't comply to the Pest Holy Act shit. and they didn't kill rats for the government. Oh, my God. Yeah. If yeah. you don't kill the rats, just get out of here. Move to another province. We don't want you. Don't we don't want need you. you. You're useless. <laughs> what are you contributing to society? <laughs> you're a lawyer? Get out. <laughs> oh, you're a doctor, but you're not killing rats? Leave. We don't need you. Don't. <laughs> um, and I read this one down because I thought it was really funny. So today, rats are eliminated by bait, gas, or traps. Um, and buildings are occasionally moved or torn down. And in some cases, rats are dug out with a backhoe or a bulldozer. What? So the they will literally tear down your house and then bulldoze into the ground <laughs> to get the rats out. They're like, 
Don't care about your home. Oh God, Don't care about your farm so building. We got to get the rats. <laughs> Can you imagine? So it's like, oh, yeah, I, I moved. I moved over <laughs> just just across the street. But like you didn't have move. Rats. Your house moved. <laughs> they picked up your house with a crane and put it he out of the way in. so they could bulldoze. <laughs> like, oh, he moved across the street. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Dude, that's mm. a lot. That's really intense. I love their commitment. I wish we could like commit to other things. Like Alberta has committed to this weird rat war against rats. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. Maybe we should focus our energy elsewhere. If that's what we could do, maybe we could also like. Yeah, I mean that's you know there's other problems. Equality, maybe I don't know. Like just other things that maybe I want to throw in the ring there. Just throw them out there. Yeah. (laughs) Just why does it have to be rats? (laughs) Like I'm glad that we we can do it. You know, I'm really happy that. That is possible. We prove that we can but... do something if we put our mind to right. it. Exactly. I just like it's uncertain if really rats is the right. Is it worth it? Venue for that what? energy. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm pretty sure. There our seems main like a few other things to tackle syrup. first. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be so worried about like the lettuce the rats are eating, or like you know. Yeah. The holes they're making in the foundation. I don't know if it's too big of a deal dude what i also i just love the fact that instead yeah. of putting arsenic on the borders they hire people to border patrol <laughs> in between yeah them like they literally have yeah kill rats that's and insanity. there's this like one town that is like known as the problematic town because it oh. <laughs> it straddles the alberta and saskatchewan border so they can't oh. really like do much in patrolling it and that's where most of the rats come into the province is like oh this God. one town that's because so saskatchewan is not rat free they don't give a fuck about the rats they're like whatever yeah, for sure. and alberta can't do anything about it because they share this town with saskatchewan so that's where most of them come in that is so freaking funny oh dude, <laughs> that's insane they like only patrol that little problematic town's border that's just crazy. Like they have like two it. walls of defense. <laughs> they have the first defense, and if they don't catch them, then the second defense before they get into actual <laughs> the rest of Alberta. <laughs> mm. Just in case. God forbid. God forbid the Calgary Stampede is stopped by a uh, rats. pool of rats. <gasps> Revenge of the rats. <laughs> yeah, that's what they should be worried about. I'm scared. The rats are going to come in numbers, you know? Right now, it's just like one or two hitchhikers on like trucks and stuff like that. Yeah. But maybe they're organizing. If you don't kill them and if you just chase them out, they're probably just talking to their buddies, you know? They're like, they don't like us there. No. They're not accepting us. <laughs> Watch Jesus out, Alberta. <laughs> um, and this is probably not a surprise, but it's illegal to have a pet rat in Alberta. And if True. you have a pet rat, you can be fined $5,000 if you're not a university, college, or zoo. So those places are allowed to have them, but if you're not one of those places, you have to pay the government five thousand dollars. And that's give up the so rat. interesting. The only place mm-hmm. you can see rats is at the zoo. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? That's so crazy. Um, and in two thousand and fourteen, there was a telephone line that was created called Three Ten Rats, and it's to report rat sightings in the <laughs> province. So if you see rat, you call Three Ten Rats. That's so great. Um, and in 2020, there was, like, this huge spike in rat sightings, and they thought that maybe mm. the rats were organizing, you know? They're like, oh, my God, they're coming For into sure. the province. They figured it out. <laughs> they're weak. Um, but it turns out <laughs> Let's get of, like, 400 sightings, only 26 of them were actually rats. And this is because most Albertans have never seen a real rat, and they don't know what they look like. So it was actually, like, oh a muskrat or, like, a mouse or, like, a squirrel, and they thought oh it was a rat, God. so they called the number. <laughs> cute oh a little stupid yeah. <laughs> little guys don't know what a rat looks like it's okay adorable <laughs> oh my god like can't you google a photo and be like oh maybe that wasn't a rat they need to That's send that bigger. like agricultural guy around again with that dead rat in yeah. his pocket they need a refresher like, guys this is what it looks like <laughs> they need to like let a couple in so people know Totally. You know what they should do? They should like do those educational zoo people where they come in with like cobras and eagles oh, yeah. and really cool stuff. But they just go to schools and show the show them rats, rats, and then they like murder one in front of them or something crazy like that, and be like, "This, this is, is what how you, you do. kill them. Yeah, Sever yeah, yeah. the head." <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to try some some arsenic? Who wants to try some warfall? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that'd be insane. Get the get them started young. Maybe the yeah. kids would hate that, though. Maybe they would be like, oh, why are we doing this to the rats? But if you brainwash them properly, then you would be able to get them to hate rats and to not feel anything when they die. So get on that, mm-hmm. Alberta. We got some good ideas for you. 
we may not agree, but we have ideas. <laughs> um, if rats are discovered in Edmonton or Calgary, they receive full media coverage. All the news stations start Stop. reporting on the rat sighting. Oh my god. It like shuts down the, the, the media in the city. They're like, rat! Rat what on the, the loose! Fuck? What does that look like? Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> Every media is like... Um, and here's a story for you. In 2004, somebody released 38 rats into Calgary. And by the time that rat officers arrived, most of them were dead. Oh. And this is because the locals formed a posse and started killing them with brooms. <laughs> <laughs> Went after them, killed all of them, killed all 38 of them. Oh my and fucking they, god. They never caught the guy who released them, but if they had, he oh. would have been fined $190,000. Oh my god. <laughs> because it's... 38 rats times $5,000. So he would have oh, been true. charged about $200,000 for that. But wow, they don't even so need rat control officers that. anymore because <laughs> locals just run around with brooms and oh, smash them into the ground. That's insane. They just hate the rats so much. I love that. They did so a great much. job. Go, Alberta. You really, they, they did a that really good job. That educational program, it worked. <laughs> they were like, I rats really are did. the devil. Yeah, They are the pretty devil. Much, we're doing much. everyone a service by bashing this rodent on the head with a broom oh my fucking god that's insane not even waiting for the authorities just no like, there is somebody whose salary like, is to do that yeah. but you're Someone like no, gotta control these rats gonna destroy our economy <laughs> i don't <laughs> the understand economy. the fear <laughs> the god anything but the economy please yeah. fuck okay alberta yeah I guess that's what you're doing in your spare time. Yeah. Apparently they have a lot of it because <laughs> it's Alberta. a really weird thing to do. <laughs> yes. Also um, that. Yeah. That's like pretty much all I have on rats. It's that's it. I just have one last point, which is just kind of an irony point that 2020 is actually the Chinese year of the rat. Lol. <laughs> and that's, that's the year why he that released they saw them. the spike in this. Uh, no, that was 20, 2004 that he released them. Oh, my them. bad. But 2020 saw a spike in rat sightings. So maybe mm. they were just seeing them in pictures on social media. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, probably. like, the year of the rat. Got <laughs> to call 310 rats. <laughs> Does that phone line still work? Yeah. Still oh, yeah. Them? And there's an email now that you can call. Oh, good. That's <laughs> so like 310rats at like government.alberta.ca. Oh, my God. Stop. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's And beautiful. you can send pictures and information about where you saw the rat. Wow. It's like reporting someone to the police. That is honestly beautiful. It is. It's, yeah. It's rough to be a rat in Alberta. Dude, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't. So that was that. Thank you so much, Courtney. That was lit. You're welcome. I always wondered about the about the rat thing. I'm me not too. Lie. Me too. That's just a little a education topic. for y'all. Yeah. Just some weird. I don't. I still don't. It, yeah. I still don't really understand it. Yeah. Why or a, how or. I don't but, really. You know, it's just the one border of those patrol. Things. Border patrol. You know, they let in whoever, but. Damn, if you're letting in a rat. It's also interesting. Sorry. It's interesting that Alberta has more than one border, but they only patrol the border between Alberta and Saskatchewan. Yeah, that was They don't a- care about the one with the states. I get, like, BC, it's, like, mountains mm. on that side, and, like, north is a little cold for them. But what about this... The, the America? Maybe it's just too small. Or um, it's mostly pavement and, like, our river, maybe. Mm. I don't Maybe the, like, international border control are, like, in on it. They're, like, they might be. Shot on sight, you know? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know. The border is pretty small on that side, isn't it? Because in Alberta, like, this shape where it's, like, yeah, between Alberta and America, it's, like, small Mm -hmm. on the bottom. But, like, the rest of Alberta kind of spreads out into Canada. But then that one border is small because Ontario takes out most of it, maybe. We're not next to Alberta, are we? Ontario? No, I don't no. think we are. Sorry, my bad. I'm missing something in between there. You're missing two provinces. You're missing Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, okay, yeah. The bottom of Alberta is smaller than the top of Alberta, but I wouldn't call it, like, a tiny strip of land. Like, it's still hmm. pretty big. Um, Maybe the border is already like kind of closed off because Mm. of 
people trying to get through it. Like, maybe it's just a bunch of roads. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. Okay. Maybe they put up a protective fence. They just hate, they just hate Saskatchewan. That's what I'm just going to... Yeah, they have they beef have with beef. Saskatchewan. Serious beef with Saskatchewan, dude. That's Don't crazy. We all? <laughs> right? <laughs> God, Saskatchewan. And mostly for the spelling, because... Why is your name so long? It doesn't Why? fit this way or that way in your tiny <laughs> sliver of a province. <laughs> and, and your capital city made, like, every single class in middle school uncomfortable. Yeah. Because nobody wanted to say Regina. No. <laughs> so... Trauma. Imagine living there. Saskatchewan gave us trauma. <laughs> Seriously. That's our beef with Saskatchewan. I'm sure the people are loving it. Tell us yours. Drop it in the comments. <laughs> yeah. What's your beef with Saskatchewan? <laughs> Don't forget to leave a comment, everybody. <laughs> Tell us about your beef with Saskatchewan. Bro. Okay, everybody, now it's time for the second half of the podcast, and this week I'm going to bring you into the world of glitter, and also not quite an opinion, maybe it will be by the end of it though, because I have like, it's a very short opinion at the end that I want to share with you guys, but before we get there, there's a lot more to discuss (laughs) about glitter. (laughs) So, I'm just going to do a little intro for everybody. What is glitter? Glitter is actually made from glitter. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it is what? in itself what it is. You know what I mean? Like no matter how small it gets, it's still made from the same stuff, but on a more like scientifical kind of scale, it's actually called polythylene terephthalate, which is a thin <laughs> thin plastic coated in aluminum which makes it oh, like, okay. shiny and cool and stuff like that, right? Okay. I was going to say, isn't it made out of plastic? Okay. It is made out of plastic. Thinly coated with aluminum. So, yeah, that's the tea on glitter. (laughs) And the industry (laughs) is, like, full of trade secrets. It's full of chemicals and really, really high levels of secrecy. Like, people don't want you to know anything about glitter. You have to sign NDAs before you start working at these factories where they produce glitter. And, um, yeah. Why? What's what's the big deal? With the shiny plastic. People could because people are afraid that their secrets are gonna be stolen and that if someone well, else is gonna It's just like this machine. It's just this machine that this guy discovered it like a long time ago. He was this German guy, he discovered it by accident and he was crushing some metal and then he noticed that it was shiny and then he kind of discovered that the machine can cut it into smaller pieces and he was like, Ooh, shiny, glitter. Like I don't really know how it happened. And then he sold it to someone else and then they started mass producing glitter and he was like, Holy shit. I need to mass produce glitter. And that's kind of how the industry got started. (laughs) People just love glitter. Like, I don't, I'm not 100% sure what it is, but um, someone had a little fun fact that said that glitter is so, like, popular because it reminds us of water. And it's kind of this evolutionary instinct because these shiny and glossy things are something that makes us think of our instincts that make us be like, oh, like, that's going to be water. And, like, even if you're not really thirsty, like, your body will naturally kind of gravitate towards shiny (laughs) sparkly (laughs) that kind of stuff cool right that's so much fun yeah (laughs) i love it is that why humans love shiny things so much yeah (laughs) yeah is that why babies like shiny things you know how people always like shake keys at babies is that why they actually just like water yeah 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 yeah. they did a study on babies and like babies always went for like a more glossier like they did it with plates and it was just like this matte plate and then this glossy plate and the babies always went for the glossy plate Mm. because they thought it was water and they thought like as a baby you have that instinctual instinct where you gotta be you gotta have water the basics needs of survival which Lydia just struggles to drink but yeah i do i I do struggle to drink water sometimes (laughs) anyways (laughs) um in june 2020 um we found out as you may or may not know, this super fun buzzword, microplastics. So it's like oh, yeah. microscopic plastics that um, are found in pretty much everything right now. Studies show that in one week of human existence and life, we eat about a credit card worth of micro microplastics. <laughs> Sorry, in a week? Yeah, in one week. That's how much microplastics we end up eating and like 
we can like pass them. So that's how much is going in and out of our bodies. A credit card is that, worth. Is that from where are we getting most of our plastics from? Is it from like you could get fish? it from food? Oh. You could get it from yep, yep. You could get it from fish. You could get it from your water bottles if you're drinking out of like a plastic water bottle. You can get it from um, some like face washes from literally anything you touch. Like it can pass through your skin. <laughs> oh my and, god! Like, get into your actual body. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. And uh, microplastics are literally raining down on us. People have found <laughs> that in natural areas, you know, you expect it to be super pristine. But in um, Australia in June of 2020, they found that two 9.25 meters to 15.87 meters. Oh, sorry. Tons of microplastics <laughs> were embedded in the seafloor. Sorry, that was kind of confusing. I think the M is a metric. So like a metric ton, that many metric tons of microplastics were in the seafloor because they've okay. been like raining down on us. And they found microplastics in Arctic ice, in the bellies of whales. And yeah, we consume about five grams of them every week. <laughs> so this was kind of like this whole thing on this internet for a while, on the internet for a while. You remember when we were like, save the turtles, like we got to freaking save yeah. these turtles. And so everyone banned plastic straws. And then like a oh few my God, months I know later, where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. we found out that the plastic straws were only doing like 0.5% of the problem like of plastic, yeah. right? Like literally nothing, okay? So people for a long time were coming for glitter because they were like, this is pretty much a microplastic. Like you can make glitter so small that it is a microplastic. So <laughs> they're like, so they're like, okay, this is obviously the source. This is obviously the problem. People were trying to ban They glitter. thought it was glitter? They literally thought they glitter thought we was like the They thought we were eating five pounds of <laughs> glitter or whatever it is a week yeah yeah people just it, love it arts was, and crafts so much that like I is destroying the it. earth that's what i'm saying and like glitter is so fun and so cute so anyway similar to the plastic straws glitter makes up less than one percent of microplastics that pollute okay. the environment yeah. there are bigger fish to fry <laughs> like, there are so we don't need to be worrying about the freaking glitter industry we don't need to be worrying about these microplastics that come from glitter i mean obviously we do it would help for sure but in the same way that the plastic straws helped the earth is still on fire <laughs> it didn't really like even any- more so <laughs> yeah, now seriously and we ban straws now yeah still on fire though. getting faster <laughs> yeah mm-hmm um, another little fun use for glitter was the U.S. Air Force used it as a military strategy called chaff, which consisted of releasing glitter from the back of warplanes to confuse the radar of enemy forces. <laughs> they would literally drop glitter bombs on them. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, Isn't my that God. so amazing? That is amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the UK tried that against Germans as well, and it worked. They tried it with, like, strips of aluminum-coated paper instead of aluminum-coated glitter. I guess the glitter was too fun for the UK. <laughs> so they were like, uh, let's put aluminum on something else. We don't want people to know we're dropping glitter on these hoes. <laughs> oh, God, it's so funny. Um, another fun way that glitter was once used is... Um, at a crime scene. So there was, like, this um, area... Sorry, there was this guy, this pedophile, who tried to attack oh. this little girl. And sorry, that got dark, she but I promise him? it gets better. She didn't glitter him, but she was wearing glitter shoes. Okay. And the glitter oh. shoes like scuffed up his car and then got into the back seat of his car. And it was de- glitter it was like everything. defining evidence that she was in the car and that he was the one that, who got her it. because of the glitter. That is an amazing idea. Isn't that so Always crazy? wear something with always. glitter on you. This is People you will always yourself. know where you are. My that God. <laughs> such a good idea i'm like get a glitter fucking phone case you know carry your phone around with you that's that's such a good idea glitter tennis shoes glitter phone case maybe like glitter bracelets glitter bracelets those things like they get everywhere so maybe try that that'd be pretty fucking sick (laughs) um most of the world's glitter is made in new jersey which is uh they call the glitter state of the the world i know pretty cool right um and there are two glitter giants there And so there was this article, which is kind of the crux of my whole segment here. Um, (laughs) And it was in the New York Times. And this girl, this journalist, Katie Weaver, 
um, went in and she wanted to find out about glitter. She wanted to find out what it was. She wanted to find out, you know, what it does, what it was like on the inside of the glitter factories and stuff like that. So she contacted two of the giants and one of them refused to even answer and they didn't want anything to do with the article. So she had to retract their name from the article. So to this day, I'm not 100% sure who that glitter giant is. Okay. The second is called Glitterex. <laughs> and Glitterex is where the mystery begins. <laughs> oh, mystery. Yeah. Okay. So listen to oh. this. So the minimum, I'll give you a little bit of like info about Glitterex first. So the minimum order size they allow is 10 pounds of glitter, which is enough to fill half a million bottles of nail polish. <laughs> To give you any sort of context for how many pounds is 10 pounds of glitter, you're not allowed to order any less. It has to be 10 pounds. <laughs> the bottling warehouse is completely covered in glitter. She said it was like walking on the yeah. moon or something like that. She said it was so insane. I would love to go in there. That'd be so oh, cool. Me too. But you know what? what she wasn't saying? even allowed in the factory. She wasn't even allowed to hear the oh. glitter be made. She was in a completely separate area where they took her on a little like tour of like HQ. I don't understand. And, like, I don't know either. And like the bottling stuff, they're so secretive about it. It's so, so, so strange. Um, oh, this is kind of a fun fact I thought was interesting. So, you know, holographic um, stuff like holographic stickers, holographic Hello. Like, phone cases, holographic, whatever. Yeah, like everything. Everything these days is holographic. So that is actually made of glitter and it's made of 233 layers of glitter. These layers are as thin as half a wavelength of light. <laughs> And if you want that in nanometers. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how how big is a wavelength of light? <laughs> so a wavelength of light. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't actually write it down. A, a human hair, a width of human hair. Listen to this. This is a good, better analogy because who knows what light looks okay. like, right? But you know what your hair looks yeah. like. It's in between 80,000 to 100,000 nanometers. And each layer of um, glitter is 230 nanometers. So it's literally like 2% That's of your hair. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Other than that, glitter is everywhere. It's on credit cards. It's on NFL helmets. It's on um, researchers and zookeepers because they use it to sometimes track animals. And they'll make animals eat glitter so that they can track their sparkly poops. Um, <laughs> and then this girl, so Katie Weaver. You should she do that with in. rats. Right? That's such a good idea. Oh, my God. Dude, I think we just broke the internet. That's actually a great idea. Cover your borders with glitter, not arsenic. Yeah, seriously. And the then rats you could will track trail them. through the glitter. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. And I bet rats like shiny stuff, too. Oh, my God. also yeah, mammals. So they would love to, like, yeah. don't they collect mm -hmm. shiny stuff? Or is that just, like, a fable? They, like, love little shiny pieces of garbage. I remember. Yeah. No, right? I think. Or is that raccoons? Oh, it might be raccoons, too. You know what? It might be raccoons. Either way, I okay. feel like it would work. They're mammals. They're looking for water. You know, they see something sparkly. Maybe they'll try to eat it. Maybe they'll try to drink it. <laughs> so this woman, right? Miss Weaver, she goes into this industry and she's like kind of having this interview and she asks the CEO who their biggest, um, like who their biggest sale goes to. Who's the person who buys the most glitter out of everybody like who gives you the most money and the ceo said he absolutely could not tell her because the company wouldn't want them to know that it's made of glitter like the, they wouldn't want the public to know that their product uses glitter and you have no idea that it is glitter just by looking at it and this what one do you think it is exchange led to a year-long search <laughs> for what did they find was. it Dude, Maybe, maybe <gasps> I have the answer, but give me your guesses. Give me your guesses. What do you think it is? Okay. My first thought before you said that it was a company was like the government, you know, that was like my first thought. But now okay, that I know it. that it's like <laughs> a product, I'm thinking like Apple, like phone or technology. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Is that close that's or is that not? Um, a little bit. That's kind of okay. what. A little bit. That's a good guess. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking too. Like my initial thought too was like car paint because cars are oh, kind good, of sparkly. Yeah. 
most of the time, but apparently I found out that they use something else in car paint. Most of the time they use something called mica, which is like a natural kind of shimmery type of material. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Lush was using it for a while too, but then it was like not good for the environment. I don't really remember. Um, and then other people's guesses were toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Someone said that toothpaste had little tiny like pieces in it and then other people started like yelling at this person because they were like why would they put it in toothpaste we put that in our mouths we put that in our bodies blah 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 blah. so it kind of came to this conclusion that maybe we're putting like shiny sugars in (laughs) toothpaste to make them shiny and then it's like why are we putting sugars in there i don't know i'm not 100 sure so everyone kind of dispelled the toothpaste thing this was all happening on reddit by the way this like this thread was literally like 200 thousand freaking threads long it was literally endless um and then another um um guess was it was used for the military people Mm -hmm. thought that it was used for like fighter jets and it was used in like top secret experiments or ways or something like that i love that idea that fighter jets are sparkly but i don't think it's true (laughs) i cannot confirm or deny that but i just feel like for camouflage reasons they don't they Mm. shouldn't be sparkly right like maybe (laughs) yeah Um, and if it's like and fighter jets aren't made of glitter they would just be like covered in glitter you know yeah yeah exactly because that was like a very okay okay Mm -hmm. so the other guess okay was shampoo because sometimes shampoo can leave your hair shiny or shimmery oh yeah so maybe that there's a little bit of glitter in there possibly okay who knows <laughs> um so the another oh this was a good guess the resort industry people had this idea oh. that um a lot of resorts aren't built on places that have beaches so they have to add in the sand i don't know where that accent came from <laughs> They had to add in the sand to the coast and that they were mixing it with glitter so that the pictures come out looking like super pristine and the beach is sparkly and the coast is beautiful and everything is gorgeous and it looks amazing in photos so people can come and like come to the place and stuff like that, right? Is that so sick? I kind of love it. So anyways, people were stuck on this for years, right? Until these yeah. two dudes at a public radio podcast, um, they decided that they were going to get hella funding and they were going to finally solve the mystery. They did a shit ton of digging. They went to the son of the boss. They went to his friends. They went to other glitter factories. And then finally, after all this work, it was their producer who called a paint manufacturer who bought from a distributor from GlitterX. And they asked another like distributor in the ruse of a sales call, like of the sales mm. pitch or a sales question, what their biggest order of glitter was. And it was boat manufacturers. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's a little mundane. It's not as like interesting as the military or the beaches. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of logical. But is that for like boat paint? Or what is it yeah. for? So they mix in oh. the glitter with the paint that goes on top of the boat. It's like this really thick, protective layer of paint. So they mix in glitter and this paint so that they could protect the boat as well oh. as make them look amazing and make them look shiny, right? So if they're the biggest people who are buying all this freaking yeah. glitter, how much glitter are they using? Every week, they use 300 gallons of glitter. Oh <laughs> and God. every year... That means they have 15,600 gallons of glitter. <laughs> wow. That's 30, 30 gallons a day-ish. Ish. It's a lot of glitter. It's a lot of it's fucking a, You know glitter. what? I kind of get them wanting to like not really want anyone to know about it because like really? uh, that's men what I was are really into boats. Uh, oh, of course. Oh, it's, yeah, of course. It's the men. Oh, it's always men. Freaking yeah. known. I literally wrote that down. Why does the boat industry care who, like, if they know that they're still glitter? That would be my guess. Glitter? That would be my guess, guess is that men are like, sparkly? Ew. You know? Of course. I can't have this boat. Major. It has glitter yeah, in it. Glitter is Ew. for girls. I use it for fishing. This is my Glitter bet. isn't for <laughs> girls. Glitter is for the military. Yeah, glitter, glitter was used <laughs> in war, bro. Like, glitter is hardcore. Oh, my fucking God. 
Uh, so yeah, that was kind of that little mystery came to a close. Everyone was super happy that it was over, you know, and I thought it was really <laughs> People were probably I, so I, underwhelmed at the end of that yeah. after just like all these years of guessing to be yep. like, it's, a, it's boats. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It's super like mundane and super like logical and a super, it, it's just like, it kind of like, oh, okay, that makes sense kind yeah. of solution. Like, for a yeah. second, I was like, is there glitter on the moon? I'm like, are they throwing <laughs> glitter up there to make it sparkle at night? Like, I really went for it. I was really like, what the fuck is the solution? But it's boats. It's <laughs> boats, boats, boats. Um, so now, um, I was looking into a little bit about how glitter is made a little bit more, you know, because um, apparently it's made from fossil fuels. And fossil fuels are a Uh-oh. finite resource. And using them to make disposable things means that someday we're going to run out of glitter. <gasps> Moment of silence for the day that we run out of glitter. <laughs> I'm sure we'll do run do out do of do other do. things first before gl- do do <laughs> glitter do do is do. the last thing that's made out of <laughs> fossil fuels, but at some point there won't be any something glitter. to think about it. You know what? Yeah. Whatever, whatever encourages you to fight the climate crisis. <laughs> what it is and if it's glitter then it's glitter let it be let it be um a lot of places have already started banning glitter because of its effect on the environment and the fossil fuels and like all that even though it's not doing a lot but a lot of places in england have actually banned glitter and this kind of leads me to the only really opinion that i have here is about biodegradable glitter because people had this incredible incredible idea to make biodegradable glitter love it This stuff, okay, I looked on the website and they make it out of eucalyptus plants and plant cellulose and then they claim to be vegan and cruelty free. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, vegan? How is is it vegan if you're killing plants to like get it? I mean, it kind of makes sense, but like it kind of doesn't make sense. Like I get it because it's not harming Vegans kill plants to eat. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess it is vegan, but like it's all vegan. Like you're not killing animals to, are you? To make regular to glitter. Make, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> it's all vegan. <laughs> I mean, I love it. But let's I think go, companies you know? often just like slap things onto their packaging for like that yeah, wow factor. Dude. Like we bought bread the other yeah. day that said like vegan on it. And we were like, all bread is vegan. But okay. Yeah. Like thanks, it's thanks for that. Grains. <laughs> yeah. Go off. It's and like dough stuff- and water, but okay. Of course it's vegan. Like what did we think you were putting in the freaking bread? Meat sticks? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't understand. Um, yeah. So that there's actually a term for that and it's called greenwashing. Mm. It's called also ca- can be called the green sheen and it's a form of like marketing spin where PR and marketing will just like put stuff like organic and green and they'll just like go green by turning their packaging into more earthy and good kind of tones or putting some sort of like leaf logo on it to make you think that it actually is doing something that is environmentally friendly but most of the time they're just changing the packaging because these words eco and biodegradable they're not regulated at all so you could put Mm -hmm. it on anything you could literally put it on anything so the biodegradable glitter people put it on their glitter and then it was found out that they actually put a thin layer of plastic over the freaking plant cellulose anyways <laughs> nice so at least what it's was vegan the point? plastic god <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess so i guess so oh my god so sad so yeah they kind of tested it they tested the um the vegan <laughs> glitter and they found out that it has the exact same effects on like water and water sources as regular glitter has they tested it over about like a month and it killed a bunch of plankton killed a bunch of other stuff nice yep yep and actually the bio the cellulose or the eucalyptus plant that's in it actually has an additional impact of encouraging invasive species growths so it actually yeah and eucalyptus oil is like really like toxic for a lot of life great (laughs) can't imagine it's a good thing if they eat it (laughs) no no definitely not so i mean the only really opinion here is that this like greenwashing thing is so stupid like just oh my god yeah dude like what is the point of this like i get wanting to make the biodegradable glitter you know you're like jumping on that trend that same it's literally the same idea as cardboard straws go for it i mean go where the money is but why (laughs) like just yeah say it's it's all just a distraction (laughs) honestly like people just start these like 
attacks on like straws and glitter and individual purchasing habits like if your bread like you were talking about if your bread bag has a leaf on it then i'm gonna save the environment but like in reality it's 10 companies that are producing most of the world's pollution we're not yeah exactly yeah as much as we want to think we're doing something that's helping the environment like it's just minuscule like it's so so Mm -hmm. so tiny if we stop it's not enough to change anything yeah exactly so maybe go after i mean i love that we're fighting for the environment i love that people have passion for the environment but the energy that alberta has (laughs) on rat control and direct it at the 10 companies that are destroying the climate Seriously. Not at glitter. Dude. Glitter's fun. Gl- yeah. Brings joy. Okay, guys, thank you so much for coming to this week's episode of the podcast. We really appreciate having you here. Um, you know, in any capacity, whether you're driving, drinking coffee, having your morning tea, sitting on the toilet. We love to hear it. I have a great poop. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Courtney's little chat about rats in Alberta. Um, I just don't have words to describe how I feel about the rats in Alberta. And thank you so much for listening to my chat about glitter and about the glitter industry and the glitter mysteries of the world. And make sure you give us a follow on Instagram at very.unimportant.people. You can also email us at hatersclickhere at gmail.com. And that's H-A-T-R-S clickhere at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at V unimportant PPL. And you can follow us on TikTok. Have a great!